As a people, we are constantly evolving, and part of what influences how we evolve are the conversations we have with ourselves and other people. Welcome to Evolution Space Chats, where we take a moment to tell our stories, to see ourselves in each other, and to grow in dealing with our daily challenges. Hello, my name is Divinity Khoji and you are on Evolution Space Chats brought to you by Sowetan. Now, if you have been following us, you know that there is an episode that we have done on living positively. And with us as people living in a very awakened time, there is a longing to live life doing what we are passionate about. And with each day, it seems to be more and more difficult. So today we're having the conversation on adulting. Adulting in the 21st century. <laughs> and I'm having the conversation with Yvette Rachikop. Hello, Yvette. Hey, Divinity. How are you? <laughs> I'm good. I'm good. How are you doing? I'm well, thank you. Now, Yvette is also known as Yvette Allo on Digital Spaces. She's an author, leadership developer, NLP life coach, wellness educator, and business strategist who aims to change the world through changing individuals. Her goal is to play her part in global transformation by focusing on healing, leadership, on personal on a personal level and in entrepreneurial, educational, and in corporate spaces. The work that you do is so relevant, so relevant for the time that we're living in. And when I was thinking about adulting, there was a, I think it was a video or a live somebody was doing on social media. And they were like, guys, has it always been like this? Like, did our parents and their parents feel the way that we are feeling like now? By the end of the day, we are ultra burnt out. We feel like there's just so much that we need to do. We're married. We've got kids. There's, we've, we're sisters. We need to be friends. There's just so much going on, and it feels really mm. overwhelming. Mm. So on, in your take and in your perspective... Has it always been like this or is there just something about this time and this uh, generation? Sure. I think it's always been like this. <laughs> I think <laughs> I really do. I think just the older generation was just mostly in survival mode and they mm. were not as self-aware. Mm. You know, there were no, there's no time for emotions when you're going through apartheid. <laughs> yes, <laughs> there's no time yeah. for, for emotions when you're just trying to make sure your kids get through school. And, you know, so there's this goal of have them having a better life than what you you know, what you have right now, mm. you know? So I just think that the only difference is that we're more self-aware, you mm. know, like um, I think, uh, and the difference also, I think maybe for specifically for African communities, maybe there was more of a community, you know, <laughs> like with a lot of yeah, urbanization yeah. means that a lot of us are doing life alone. Mm. But if I look at maybe just like my grandmother, for example, and how she grew up, right? Um, or just being in that environment, there's people like you, like your grand, your great grandmother lives just like <laughs> you can just walk down the road yes. and you know there's support. Like there's there's so many people that would be around that you know you can just lean on this one. You can just drop off the baby here. You can just you know mm. there's so many things. So I think there is an element of that as we transition into westernization and and urbanization and this and that. Right? We we don't take into our minds or into our awareness 
um, that we need community, right? And yeah. we don't always nurture that community and we do life alone, mm. right? Even if we're doing it together on social media, <laughs> but in reality, <laughs> we're doing it alone. And then the other part of that is that just, I think the old, older generation just had a lot of resilience, you know? And if you look at the younger generation, we're dealing with what they didn't deal with. Like their lack okay. of self-awareness, their lack of, you know, I'm frustrated, I'm stressed, I'm anxious, mm. right? They didn't know all those things. And now <laughs> this generation is kind of like working through that because that definitely affected how we grew up and how mm. we were parented and how we were raised, you know, and all of that. So I definitely think it's been there. I just think this generation is just more aware of being tired and it's okay to be tired yes. <laughs> and more aware of of there's the privilege of, you know, when you don't have to worry about certain things, you can worry about privileges like purpose. Mm. Like when you don't have to worry about just eating, getting through the day or just, I don't know, having the basic things in life. You have yes. the privilege of just worrying about your well-being, mm. you know. And I think that's what it is that we also, have, that comes with that privilege as well of worrying about that and also just also just being self-aware as a generation and having more access to resources that um, that really allow us to 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 know the difference <laughs> like to know that okay adulting is tough you know and you, like it's 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 heavy and it's it, these transitions so yeah i think i've answered your question <laughs> yeah and on that point of of purpose right a lot of people are struggling with the with the question of purpose of what is purpose what is my purpose uh, and do you mentioned it being a privilege and do you think that 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 knowing your purpose is is or worrying about knowing your purpose mm. is 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 a thing of privilege? Are we living in a different time where we are more um, resourced in terms of we able to work or we able to provide for ourselves in some way or the other that we are now able to worry about our the meaning of our existence? Yes, I hundred percent think so. Um, I, I can definitely notice the difference, like doing what you love, doing what you feel passionate about. Back then, it's like, okay, you do teaching because that's what will put food on the table. Mm. You know, you go and you become a policeman or, you know, you do certain things. And maybe there were those few people that had their awareness that followed their passions and mm -hmm. all of that. You know, there's always those people. Um, but for the most part, I do think that just having the awareness to an energy and the privilege to even think, consider, Uti. Mm. I can do what I love. Yes. I think that is a privilege because you're not worrying about where you're getting your next meal, for example. Mm. Um, sometimes you are, but <laughs> for the most part, just for the thought to come, I definitely mm. think that when you have other things weighing on you, like um, your blackness being okay, for example, yes. or your, your 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 humanity, your dignity, you know, just being treated like a decent human being, you 100%. know, that's your purpose and functioning for that is is not at the top of your mind. However, when you, when you know that, okay, it's okay for me to be here and exist, when you know that um, it's okay to 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 just pursue what I want when you, when, you, when you have that option on its own I think and it comes to your mind I think that's definitely a privilege how many yeah. of us do you think have that option because we we there is that sense of survival still particularly having or being going through a pandemic um, a lot of people are worried about security uh, worried about what's going to happen tomorrow I mean we no one foresaw that first presidential announcement of a lockdown. No one foresaw yeah. that. <laughs> so we knew something was going on, but we didn't think it was that hectic. Yeah. So um, are we are we really in, in that privilege? Or how many people, how many of us actually have that privilege? Because 
definitely people want to live a purposeful mm-hmm. life. Definitely people want to do what they're passionate about. But there is still that lingering thing of, is what I'm passionate about going to feed me? Because at the end of the day, I do have to eat. Mm-hmm. I think, of course, there is, okay, with in relationship to the previous generation, yes. Okay. <laughs> in relationship to now, then I'd say definitely there's a lot of concern. You know, things, price, food prices are going up. There's a whole lot of stuff that people have to worry about. Apart from that, you know, having children, you know, um, having being accustomed to a certain lifestyle, you know, because that's another thing. Like if I look at maybe my life, it's easier for me to do what I love because it's what I've always done. Mm. Like I've had one job and that I worked. It was for six months. And then from there on, I became an entrepreneur. So I didn't have... <laughs> <laughs> and I realized later on that means that I didn't have the 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 I had the privilege of not worrying about having already created a certain lifestyle mm-hmm. and having to maybe leave that. Like yes. I've, when you're working from zero up, <laughs> you know, <laughs> when you get the money, you're like, okay, great, you know, it's yeah. growth. But, but when you're transitioning from, I have this job and you know I have all these responsibilities, you know, and now I might I want to move into something that I love. And, you know, I'm not sure if that's going to bring me an income. You know, that's a whole different transition. So mm-hmm. I do think now, especially now with the pandemic and especially now where people are at, it's like it's you stepped into survival mode. Right. And again, it yes. depends on the circumstances. Survival mm-hmm. mode looked different um, 40 years ago, 30 years ago. Right. Um, and now survival mode is being in a pandemic, you mm-hmm. know, um, having to to make decisions based on, OK, uh, I've got kids that have to go to school and people to take care of. I've got myself to take care of. Mm. I've got a house. I've got this. And capitalism does not help because (laughs) you need to work to keep the system going. So I definitely think that right now, yeah, people do have um, might not give themselves the, 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 the privilege. Yes. I think that's what it is because with whatever choice you make, there's going to be positive and and unwanted consequences. You know what I'm saying? Mm. So with me, it's like, I yes, I've been an entrepreneur my whole life, but, you know, um, I did not have that stability of just having a career that's, you know, steadily growing and, you know, being part of an organization that mm. I can say um, there's going to be an income every single Standard month. Salary. I've lived with that, you know, mm. but I had the joy of doing what I love, mm. you know, and sometimes I guess it's a matter of you just have to decide, you know, do you want and I've just uh, I was I also have a podcast so I was um, the last conversation that I actually posted was about that Mm -hmm. like when we set our goals right we focus on the money we focus on the resources we forget about will this give me peace Mm -hmm. will it bring me joy and and our entire idea of success is based on like magazines and like hustle culture and like acquiring a certain lifestyle, mm. but not based on what will fulfill our souls. Mm. And then when we get older, we feel very empty. And then we're like, what's missing? It's like, it doesn't give me peace. It doesn't give me joy. <laughs> <laughs> now it comes up. Yeah. And it's like when you create your goals, like your goals must feel good, you know. And it's okay that you built your goals based on what society said, but this is what your life should look like. It's okay. Like it happens to all of us, right? But now when you are noticing the transition, like that space where you start to notice, I'm not enjoying my work, mm-hmm. you know. Um, I'm not feeling as fulfilled. Yes, you can acknowledge the responsibilities, right? Because it's not about leaving a particular space and then like just I don't advise that like for somebody who's been in entrepreneurship for a long time 
I don't advise just leaving a space. I'm like, work on an exit plan, you know, mm-hmm. like work on a transition plan type of thing because it doesn't have to be money or, or that. Like you can see, okay, how can I do what I love and still make sure that it's profitable? How can Is there a way that I can save up? How can I create more security for myself? And of course, you know, you'll win some and you might lose some. But at the gist of it is that your goals in the life that you live should be fulfilling to you. It should bring you joy, should bring you peace. And when we set goals, we don't consider how they feel to us. We only consider how they look, (laughs) like just the lifestyle (laughs) element of it. And we end up in lives that don't feel good, you know, and I've gone through that stage, like, you know, multiple times. Like Mm. sometimes it's an evolution of like, I remember when I was, um, what's this? I was nine to fiving myself in my own business. (laughs) And one of the things that I was running my business development agency at the time, right? And marketing agency. And I'd go to work and then, you know, I'd sit at the office and I'd do the work and I'd come back. I felt so unfulfilled. Mm. And I was like, why am I doing this? And then I read this book by, um, what's his name? It's called The Four Hour Work Week, Mm -hmm. right? It's basically about this guy who basically kind of works four hours a week. You know, he doesn't work in the traditional sense. Okay. And I was like, that sounds like something that I want to do. And then I had to sit my, with myself and say, okay, why am I actually working on this? Why am I work building an empire? Like, is this my vision? Or is it something I just acquired, like just growing up and I took that on me? Do I have to build an empire? Do I have to employ, aim to employ 150 people? Do I have to do that? What do I want? Mm-hmm. And again, a few years ago now during the pandemic, I had to be like, okay, why am I working towards this again, right? Because mm-hmm. I'm in the wellness space now and the coaching space. But I was again like, I was like, actually, why am I working towards this? And the conclusion I came up, I was like, I just want to live on a farm. I just want to be peaceful <laughs> and happy. And I really, yes, I want to impact people's lives. But above all, I just want happiness and I just want peace. That is it, you know. And and I looked at the life that I'm living and I was like, okay, is this like taking me there, mm-hmm. you know? Or is am I just like in the rat race? Am I just also, you know, putting so much pressure on myself to achieve so much that I'm going to sacrifice? I'm like, burnout doesn't feel good. Mm. <laughs> like being tired all the time does not feel good. And if there's a reality that I can create for myself that looks different from this, you know what? I'm signing up, you know. Yes. You just mentioned that you're in the wellness space um, and how, what drove you there? Because you mm-hmm. did mention that you've worked one job yeah. and you got into entrepreneurship yeah. and um, you were in the development space, mm-hmm. uh, running a development agency. Yeah. What got you into the wellness space? What what gave you that nudge or what happened? Okay, so I've been a coach for some time now, probably since 2017, roundabout. Okay. And um, so while I was building the agents, I was also coaching and, you know, figuring things out in that area. And what brought me into the wellness and coaching space, I think I, okay, so I've built my journey. Um, I'm a lot like you, you know, based on my spirituality, which means just my relationship with myself and, you know, um, and the divine, (laughs) you know, however you want to refer to the divine. And I always go within first and I'm like, okay, what what do I want to do? You know, and yes, I did the marketing degree and all of that jazz. But my journey has been crafted by me listening to myself (laughs) and me saying, okay, what do I want to do? And then doing it. Mm -hmm. That's basically what I do. And so the coaching thing, I remember also some things I think when you're 
you will really, I think a lot of people connect the dots backwards, you know, but I've always been able to pay, when I pay attention to myself, I've always been able to piece the dots, you know. So people would come to me and, you know, just when people just tell you their entire life story mm-hmm. and they open up to you <laughs> and just also having this desire to give back, like to give, to help people. That's always been me, like my whole life, you yes. know. Um and so I, I used to be one of those people that people would just be comfortable talking to. Um, I am just a very intuitive person, naturally. Um, and yeah, like that's that's just been me my whole life. So how I got into coaching, really, I did eventually. I mean, there was a year where I didn't know there was this thing called coaching, you mm. know, but I'd be like, one day I just like to go to schools and talk, <laughs> you know, and give back and like mm. not even give back, like, but just, you know, teach what I know. You know, and at the time I had no awareness and one of my friends did a coaching course. And I was like, she told me about it. And then I did a session with her. Um, and when I did a session, with, her, I was like, wait, I want to do this. <laughs> and then I did a course on it. And then from there on, then I started. I think I did once I did the course. I remember once I got my certification, I got um What's this? I did my first workshop like two months later <laughs> and that was okay. went really well. And yeah, like I said, I just go for it. So how I got into coaching is just following myself and my mm. my what what's calling me, like what feels natural to me, you know. So things like talking, very natural for me. Um, helping people has always been very natural for me. Being empathetic, uh, being what well, I'd say, I have I've had to work on my listening skills, <laughs> you know, because coaching does do that to you, yes. where you just learn to listen and be quiet and all of that, you know. And, and me being a talker, that that shifted a lot for me. And um, yeah, so that the journey was very organic. It, I didn't write down one day like when I grew up, I want to be a coach. I mean, you don't have an awareness of that, you know. Um, but as the journey has moved along, I've been able, like now, you know, I mean, I have a book. So I didn't think when I grew up on our be an author, yes. you know, it's just an organic journey where I just, okay, people say, hey, Yvette, do you have a book? I'm like, maybe I should write a book. <laughs> and that's how I wrote a book, <laughs> you know. No, and that the, you mentioned, <laughs> yes, I do. Yeah, yeah, you know, I'm like, maybe I should write a book. People keep asking me if I have a book, you know. And so really, I just follow my heart and um, I follow what I'm, what I enjoy and I follow what I'm good at. And then, of course, I just try to build on that and make sure I get the qualification or um, whatever is needed to allow me to, to grow in that space. Yeah. And for someone else who is in a position where they feel like they want to make that change in their lives, how would you say is is a, is a way of transitioning to to living at the life that they want to live, to getting out of that rut of being mm-hmm. stuck and mm-hmm. doing what they have to do and more to doing what they'd like to do and what they enjoy to do mm-hmm. and what they'd love to do. Yeah. How do you say that transition can yeah. look like? So I'd say start with changing your language. You know, I have to do doesn't it doesn't feel good for anybody. Mm-hmm. You know, I think I was listening to um, something else the other time and someone said, I get to do. Mm. I get to take care of my kids. Like, it's, you know, I get to to get to go to work and provide for myself. I get to do that. It makes, I don't know, it feels a bit different. So, so there's certain language that we use in our thoughts. Mm. Like I have to, have mm. to. That isn't Is empowering. our language though not connected to how we feel? That's true. Do we not speak mm. out of how we feel? That's true. That's true. So obviously you don't want to always like positive mindset into it, right? Mm. But while you're in it, you don't want to feel miserable. Mm. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like while you're in it, it's like get your lessons, you know, 
take what you can, you know. And this is also something that a lot of people, because I've worked with a lot of clients that, you know, have been in, in a job for years. And I'm like, okay, what are some things that you've, you're learning in this job right now that are, will be valuable where you're going? Because you don't want to feel completely. And, you know, what, what are some ways that you can, things that you can take from here right now and take them into where you're going? Because you don't want to f- hate the space you're in. Mm. You know what I'm saying? Yes. Like, it's like, yes. And, um, and and I know this sounds very contradictory because, of course, we want to we don't want to do toxic positivity. Mm-hmm. Right. But while you're in it, you don't want to feel miserable in it. You want to be accepting of the space that you're in it. But accepting it doesn't mean that you're going to be in it forever. You know okay. what I'm saying? Like yes. you accept I have kids, <laughs> you know what I'm saying? And they have needs. It's okay. Yes. You know, that's where I'm at. And right now, yes, it does not, you know, I feel helpless. Sometimes you accept that, you know, um, and then you also notice some of, because what happens is sometimes we move ourselves out of equilibrium just in our thoughts and our emotions, right? Mm. And if you're constantly on the, I have to, have to, have to, you're going to hate <laughs> mm. everything and you're not going to be able to notice some of the benefits of that, mm. you know? So what I'm saying with that, I get to, it's just to notice and accept the space that you're in, mm. right? And accept that, okay, this is what it comes with, right? Acknowledge, fine, you, you're, you've you been acknowledging the negative part of it for a very long time. <laughs> so acknowledge the other parts of it, the yes. parts that will serve you, the parts that you've grown in, because... Moving forward, right, um, you want, you don't want to, you know, sometimes it's like, okay, this is a great example. Sometimes people maybe will study a course, let's say engineering, and then they will want to move into wellness, for example. And they'll be like, oh, I've wasted my whole life. I'm like, no, right? You are able to create systems. Mm. <laughs> you understand processes. That will be very, very valuable when you start your wellness business because, you know, some people don't know how. I had to, like, learn that because I didn't yes. have a steady job to, like, kind of reference that, mm. you know. So you have that. Or I've been in research for such a long time. You know, you now know how research methodology you can use that to write a book on wellness, you yes. know. So there's so many different things. And we tend to throw away that part because we look at the, that part of our journey in a way that it's it's not helpful it's just, you know, terrible. And yes, it is terrible. It's fine, mm-hmm. right? You can acknowledge two things can coexist at once. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. It's also helped me to grow. It's terrible. It's also given me experience. It's terrible. It's built me my my character and allowed me to know what works for me and what doesn't. Mm-hmm. I've, apply that in all areas of life, relationships, in your work, in your friendships, you know? So two things can coexist. And a lot of time we spend our time acknowledging the the negative side. So yeah, before I think I, we mm, look at that negative side and yeah. we take that part because the negative is only part of it. It's not all of it. We take the part of that negative part and we make it the entire experience in its totality. And I, I think what I'm hearing is that we just need to shift yeah. our mindset in the way that we look at things and in the way that we interpret what yeah. those things are in our lives and what yeah. they mean they mean to us. I'm a big believer that we've got to choose the interpretation that empowers us because we can interpret a situation in so many different ways. Two different people could be looking at a situation and come up with different interpretations of that situation. But if we find a way to choose that interpretation that empowers us. So if I'm I'm not stuck in this job, you know, uh, I'm you, it, it's a tool, it's a resource for me to be able to provide for my needs, for my family yeah. and A, B, C and D. So yeah. if we can just choose an interpretation that empowers us, then yeah. that allows us to maybe deal with some of how we feel about something, which then helps us in the language that we, that we use when, when we refer, yeah. when we refer yeah. to it. There is a social media post okay. that you put up. 
that says mm-hmm. adulting requires a lot of acceptance. And yeah. I've just heard you now yeah. emphasizing on <laughs> acceptance. <laughs> the more, and then it continues to say, the more you resist change, the more discomfort you experience in your journey. Yeah. Do you want, do, do, do you like to expound on that? And what are the, some of the things that we actually need to accept in the adulting experience? Mm-hmm. And, um, how do we how do we become more mm. less resistant mm. to 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 change? Because also I think change is like a permanent thing. Life is forever changing. It's the only <laughs> constant. You know, we've read that quote, or like only when you turn like twenty eight, twenty nine, thirty, you're like understanding that quote because we see it like in our entire lives. Yeah. So, um, what are some of the things that you need to accept? Um, I think everything. <laughs> like, you know what I'm saying? Because I think. It's so, st- like, I got to a point, right, um, where I've just, like, nothing is solid. Like, mm. absolutely nothing is solid. Like, when you haven't experienced loss, for example, ever in your life, and you start experiencing it, like, five family me- members passing type of thing, you realize nothing is solid. People are here. People also transcend, you know. Mm. Um, when you have had a certain amount of income coming in and then you don't, Nothing is solid, you know, mm. and it has nothing to do with your worth. <laughs> it has nothing to do how much with how valuable you are, you know, because a lot of times when we're there, we, we internalize it. So everything is to accept it, to be accepted, you know, like relationships can be good and relationships can go through tough times. Mm. You know, you can have five friends and then you can have one friend. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like you can feel motivated by learning. You can wake, you can not wake up, but you, I think it's a process, you know, but you can find yourself not enjoying what you love. You can feel f- completely fulfilled by ch- doing the career thing and, and building up the ladder. You can wake up one day and say, you know what, actually, I just want to be a housewife. Mm, <laughs> you know mm, what I'm saying? Mm. Nothing is solid. And we, that's the only thing. And I think what I realized in my own journey is just that resistance just creates so much more suffering. Mm-hmm. You know, like just saying, you're just refusing to accept the reality that you're in creates so much more suffering. But when I say, okay, this is where I'm at right now. I am low in energy. I am burnt out. Right? I accept it. Mm-hmm. What do I need to do now? You know, and sometimes it's not even doing. It's just being. It's like, okay, you kind of try your best every single day until you you get out of it. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you're not hard on yourself. You understand that, you know, life happens. And and you also understand the context of what you're going through and mm. giving yourself a lot of grace for it. You know, so I think everything needs to be accepted. The good, you know, and the the things that, you know, we feel are uncomfortable, mm. you know, because they happen to all of us. So why is it that if these things have happened to all of us, right, at some point in our lives, right, why is it that we always have such a resistance to it? And I'm like, if this is going to be a cycle, because I think life happens in cycle, and that's what mm. I've noticed, right? You, When you're in your 20s, you feel a certain way. When you're 25, you feel a certain way. When you enter your 30s, you feel a certain way. When you enter 40s, you feel a certain yes. way, right? And I've seen it with a lot of people around me that these these transition stages. And I realized nobody knows what they're doing. <laughs> and <laughs> the truth is, yeah, <laughs> we know? are all winging it. Yeah, <laughs> and and really just that, that once you accept, it like it is what it is like you can use that as a mantra and just you know it is what it is i'm here now you know um and yes the some of the ex- experiences are very uncomfortable and they're very painful but acceptance is the most healing thing and i remember i was talking to somebody and they're like but doesn't accepting it meaning that i mean it's okay and i'm like no 
You're just saying mm. it is what it is. It has happened. You can't undo it. You can't change it. You know, mm. but you can you can just grow through it, and you can just go through it, and you can give yourself grace through it, and and that's it. Everything life, because also if you look at life, it has two parallels, but we only want to experience the the, uh, the, the one, one side, the one side. Mm. So you want to experience birth. We don't experience death, <laughs> mm. right? We want to experience. Um, gain we don't want to experience loss like we want to experience joy we don't experience sadness and what i've realized it's just it's just the principles of nature everything mm. has a beginning everything has an end um everything has cycles if you look at all of creation everything has cycles mm. right but because we're human we have a consciousness we have you know just the resistant energy you know we we really struggle to go through that mm. but i'm like if in my 30s i've gone through this stuff <laughs> so much like i'm only 31 now yeah and i'm like then I might as well accept that life happens, you know, mm. at this point. And I might as well accept that, you know, it, it flows, you mm. know, you will have your joys, you will have sadness, you will have, and also just accepting it through it. Like, and it doesn't ever exist forever, you know? So you just go through it and you learn what you need to. And you, sometimes you don't learn anything. Sometimes it's just, you know, you need to grieve and that's it. Yes. Like there's no lesson. Mm. <laughs> you know, maybe the lesson is that, that you know, <laughs> life happens. And maybe the lesson is that, that, you know, people do pass and, you know, there's different. And every single time you'll find a different version of you on the other side. And I think that's what life is about, really. It's going mm. through those cycles, accepting that they happen and not resisting them. Because yes. the moment you resist them, you create so much suffering for yourself. It's like, it's winter now, and I want to just still be summer, <laughs> and I'm still wearing my summer dresses and my strap tops, and I've got hats on and sandals. <laughs> I'm suffering. <laughs> I'll be freezing. So I always look at it in the term, in the yeah. way of seasons. We've got summer, winter, autumn, and I just you, you have to adjust to the season yeah. that it that is at the particular time. And if 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 it's summer and you're wearing jackets mm. and you're gonna feel extremely hot, yeah. you're going to burn. So we end up being the ones that actually suffer when we resist mm. the season that we're currently in and also if i can add to that like ask yourself what does this season require of me mm. does it require me to be kinder to myself to be more gracious sometimes it requires of you to be stronger yes. you know sometimes it requires you to be weak mm. sometimes it requires of you to be gentle sometimes it requires you to be disciplined mm. you know and in discerning that and because you can't actually discern what you need in the season if you, under, you haven't accepted the season. Yes, you know what I'm saying? Like yes. with the winter, the seasonal example you just made is, is perfect because if you don't acknowledge that it's winter, how do you then decide what you need? Mm. You will not have the jacket. You will not have the <laughs> trench coat. You know, mm. you're just going to be like, oh my God, I'm suffering. You know, but once you acknowledge it's winter, you know, it doesn't make it a good or bad thing. It just is. You yes. know, it is what it is. Yes. And then you're like, what does winter need? <laughs> so I really love that analogy. A lot of what we uh, what we saying is is make is making me think that we it requires us to be conscious yeah it requires us to be present um it requires us to fully be here and now and i know you're big on living consciously so can we speak about living consciously and what it takes for us to be more yeah. conscious of yeah. ourselves, of our environment, of where we are? Because I also feel like if we're more conscious of, because the present is going to become the past. The yeah. present moment is going to pass and it becomes the past. And there's this saying that says, if you don't know where you come from, you don't know where you're going. Yeah. So can we speak more about living consciously and what that requires? 
Okay. So Living Consciously is also the title of my book. So uh, the title of it and the subtitle, I think that's what it's called, is A Guide to Healing Your Past, Finding Your Purpose and Creating the Life that You Want, right? So Living Consciously for me is that. It's just owning your thoughts, your beliefs, your behavior and reality mm. and living with the awareness that you have the ability to create the life that you want, mm. right? And of course, like what you said, so <laughs> um, so in this book, I'll use the book to kind of define sure. what living consciously means. I've covered everything from the first chapter is identity and what you base that on because, you know, mm. if you base your identity on who you want your parents to be, your whole life is going to be crafted around that. Mm. Or you've based your identity on beliefs and thoughts that don't serve, your whole life is going to be on that. So that's the first part. The last chapter of the book is about, I think, okay, self-love. I'm trying to like go over it in my head. Mm. <laughs> self-love and surrender, actually. The last mm. chapter is surrender, but... The last few chapters, I think, is self-love and then creating consciously, right? Which then says you're a manifester. You can own your thoughts and therefore you can change your life. You know, mm. if you know how to that, the fact that you create based on what you believe, you know. So mm. if you believe you're not good enough, you're going to create a reality that kind of speaks into that. If you mm. believe that um, you're unlovable, your reality will kind of speak into that. But if you, you can change those beliefs and you can therefore change your thoughts, you can also manage your thoughts because your emotions as a result of that. And therefore, you can also change just how you respond to situations and mm. how you live your life. So I think living consciously is just that being aware of your thoughts, yourself, you know, and being mindful like of just who you are, you know, because I think so many of us base our reality on those limiting beliefs, you know, and we allow them to take over our lives and take over just every area of our, our lives. You spend your whole life maybe waiting for someone to love you so that you can feel lovable, you know, or you spend your whole life um, just really being a people pleaser, whatever it is, you know, and being conscious is acknowledging and the experiences that brought you to that point of that thoughts and those beliefs mm. and now creating a life that is really aligned with your true self, you know, and your true self is somewhere <laughs> behind all those limiting beliefs and somewhere behind all those doubts and somewhere behind all of that. And that's what living consciously is, just owning your thoughts, your beliefs, and therefore creating the life that you want. And yeah. So I I believe the key to us living a more fulfilled life, because ultimately that's what I want to be more fulfilled. Yeah. I believe the key to that is alignment. Yeah. How can we align ourselves better? Mm that we can actually get to that to that end point because it's all a process there's no i'm going to sleep and wake up and it's done there's a process to it mm. i've become aware now that i want to live a more fulfilled life mm. and how do i align myself to to getting there I would say um, it's just about being present because <laughs> mm. if you're in the past, you're, you know, you're in the past. If you're in the future, you're in the future. Mm. But to, to be present means you understand your needs now. <laughs> yes. You understand who you are now. Um, you understand what you're going through now. And therefore, you're able to align with what you need now, mm. you know. So I think what has helped me and what helps any of the people that I work with is just understanding that this is who I am now, you know, and not really living in the past or in the future. Because how do you align yourself if if you're focused on the future? Like that that doesn't always, you know, and unless it's a future vision, for example, and you're aligning yourself to that vision. But for the most part, I think it's just being more present, understanding who you are now, understanding your own needs, spending time with yourself, doing what feels good for you. Because we lose so much of that, right? Like um, we were speaking earlier on mm. about obligation and the things that you do, you know, because you need to survive. You need to, you know, 
you have to take yourself out of that. And for me, what helps me to do that is yoga, is taking walks, is breathing, it's it's being in my body because a lot of us aren't in our body. Mm. And if you're not in your body, you're not aligned with your needs. Mm. If you're not in aligned with your needs, how are you living in alignment with yourself? Sure. You know, so the more you spend time with yourself, the more you have those honest conversations with yourself, the more you can align yourself with your truth and your 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 yeah your true being you know and when you can do that then you're always in alignment and remember alignment can shift yes. right what 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 alignment looks like for me now you know as a 31 year old might shift when i'm 40 you know um what alignment looks for me who um looked for me a couple of years ago it was very different what was aligned for me back then was being around entrepreneurs a lot hustle culture that was <laughs> that was what i needed mm. at the time because of the vision i had you know and all of that but now i'm like well <laughs> i've have gone through burnout <laughs> i've gone through you know a lot of things and and what allow what's aligned with me now is being so aware of my needs um being aware of myself and my emotions um being aware of what makes me feel good and continuously doing that and taking responsibility of myself and being aware of what feels good around me like the people around me mm. you know and and yeah just continuously doing that that's sure. what saves me every single day is that i wake up and i'm like i'm going to give myself grace and i'm going to pay attention to what i need mm. and i'm going to give myself what i need and therefore everybody it also lightens everybody's burden <laughs> you know because sometimes does. when we aren't aligned with our own needs we blame other people like you're not giving, giving me enough of this you're not supporting me enough of this but when you are aligned with your own needs you're like okay i can take ownership over these needs i can articulate these needs i can create a life that 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 works with these needs mm. you know and that's that's basically it yeah yeah and what would you say in closing off this conversation mm-hmm. is your what comes to mind when we talk about holding up space holding up space or taking up space holding up space <laughs> I'm like, oh, holding up space how um, do, how what comes to mind when we talk about holding up space whether it's holding up space for ourselves oh. or holding up space for other people mm. um yeah hmm i think it's just being yourself like that's it you know one of i'm trying to think yeah i think i would say holding up space is just being yourself mm. and um not trying to be anything, mm. <laughs> not trying to do, just being yourself, you know. Um, I think the other day I got a message on my social media and um, this is somebody, from somebody I met, like, at a, it was a social gathering, like, just groove, basically, mm. <laughs> you know. <laughs> and um, it was also, like, yeah, one of these events that are intertwined so you can meet people in certain industries and, 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 and. But it was just a fun event, which I remember I went to because I was like, oh, my gosh, I haven't left the house, yeah. you know. So, um, and... The, she sent me a message just saying, if I think you did so much for me on that day, I'm like, what did I do? <laughs> what did I do? <laughs> I was off the job. <laughs> and like, sometimes I hate that, you know. Um, I don't want to say I hate that about myself, but sometimes I'm like, ah, here I am being team deep for no reason. But that's me. I can't change it. You know what I'm saying? Mm. And and I have accepted that, you know. And even when I'm not trying to, I'm like, how how did I motivate you? <laughs> like, <laughs> And groove like I literally didn't do it, and I was just be myself. I think mm. that's that's the best, and you know the best part of it or the worst part of it is that I was literally like you know I just took took her in and we walked around and all of that, and yeah, like it was just you know I was just being myself and being encouraging and and you know yeah and 
yeah, when I look back, I'm like, okay, I wasn't trying to do anything. I wasn't trying to impact anybody, you know, but you hold space by living in your truth. And sometimes you look at you, they observe you living your truth. And then that, that, that's how you hold space for them, mm. you know, and your truth doesn't always have to be things that are acceptable, you know, because I think sometimes we think holding space, it's like, you have to be tolerant of this and that, or you have to be a certain way. Like, I think, okay, I'm trying to give it a, a good example but there's some people that people really judge you know mm. because they're not the, 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 the they're not a, a person that's palatable mm. you know for a lot of people and I'm not talking about people that are harming anybody or anything just maybe someone who speaks their mind mm. <laughs> sometimes people need people that speak their mind True. that's you holding space you know or someone if you're someone that sets boundaries that's you holding space um, if you're someone that's just um, really open minded and loves to chat and chit chatter you know so I think holding space looks different like I, sometimes I talk to people and I'm like wow you're so completely yourself and that's really beautiful because it gives me permission to also be myself you know whatever that looks like and yeah I wouldn't because I think I've lived a lot and also being in this position of a coach and being having the social media thing you know um I've sometimes I do feel the pressure of like like when you're around people like it's that do know my my you know me from social media yes. you know it's like drop a wise word like they're waiting for it <laughs> you know and I, I started to feel pressure because I'm like I just want to be me but I'm also deep for no reason so <laughs> it <laughs> doesn't help because like sometimes you say something and other people find it deep and you didn't realize how deep it is yeah, I'm just so you're not always myself. like on like okay I'm on deep mode I'm gonna say yeah. it it's yeah. coming <laughs> you know sometimes you just are being like you're saying I'm being, being yourself and that holds space for people you know I say the thing that they need in the moment or you know or whatever it is but I guess it's not trying to be palatable not trying to be too much of a good person not trying to be a bad person not trying to be anything else other than yourself mm. and that's what that's what I think p- purpose is also yes. you know purpose is living as yourself whatever that looks like mm. and trust that if you are living authentically to you your purpose is unfolding because mm. a lot of times we tend to attach purpose to what you're doing am I being a coach am I writing a book I'm like and I've let go of all those things like I'm like they don't define me if I disappear and I live on my farm <laughs> and all of that you know I'm not being less impactful I'm not being less in purpose because I'm not posting on social media mm. and I accept that mm. you know if I if this doesn't resonate with me any longer I'm still living in purpose because that's not how I define purpose purpose is me being myself yes. honoring myself if I'm talkative if I'm quiet if I'm deep if I'm not deep if I'm goofy I am in purpose and I think just you doing that kind of hold space for mm-hmm. others and when you also have grace for yourself also you tend to have those things for others sure. as well and all of that so I think focus on yourself I don't I really don't think people should think I'm trying to hold space I'm trying to be a good person I'm, I think we do that a lot and mm-hmm. we end up overly ex- extending mm-hmm. ourselves and or we end up I attached to the role of I am the caretaker I am the provider mm-hmm. I am this but just do what's authentic to you and of mm-hmm. course take care of yourself um, and have grace for yourself and you'll have that for others thank you so much thank you so much for this conversation thank you for being here really appreciate it I, I really enjoyed it you you really just made adulting so much lighter. <laughs> I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. And I'm sure there's there's going to be someone listening to this episode and they're going to take out as much out of it as I did. I mean, just key things about, you know, finding a community, changing the language that we use, being in gratitude, accepting uh, certain things about ourselves and about our lives. And I just love what you said that acceptance is the most healing thing that we can do for ourselves and that your truth does not always have to be something acceptable. 
So mm-hmm. thank you so much for that. This podcast is available on Sowetan Live as well as your favorite podcast platforms till next week. Be part of our community and follow us on our social media platforms. Till we meet again next week. Magudete obumyama kuvele ukukanya. Love and light. Evolution is the key to breaking the cycle of the norm. Thank you.